Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Parenting by the Pint. Uh, We're a podcast uh, by two women that talk about our kids and a beer topic, uh, mostly local breweries. We're from the Chicagoland area. My name is Kara, and this is Lauren. Hi, guys. And tonight, we are going to talk about screen time, which is extremely relevant for me. (laughs) I think everyone right now. (laughs) Right? Yeah, pretty much. And a brewery in Darien, Illinois, called Miskatonic. We're going to drink Owlbear, which is from their Dungeon Master series. Um, And I'm sure that we'll revisit Miskatonic down the road. I know we will. But we both have been loving this beer, so we wanted to enjoy it with you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, oh, I forgot to say we have a new song at the beginning of our podcast introduction from Common Weather, and I'm super grateful. They sent me a little clip for all of you to enjoy, Um, and I'll share more about it when I post this uh, episode, but every once in a while, I do share a little bit about them and what they're up to, Um, and so I hope you enjoyed it. So, Thanks. yeah, sorry, Thanks. Lord. Go Tom ahead. Weather. No, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about Miskatonic. Um, Miskatonic, Darien, suburb of Chicago. I don't actually know if this is if this is where it's from, but Miskatonic, for anyone who's into HP Lovecraft and whatnot, um, was the River and University in Arkham, Massachusetts, fictional, all of the fictional, but that uh, he tended to use as a setting. Um so sadly he didn't become popular until after he died in like the 30s or something but the dress on the logo of miskatonic looks like cthulhu which is the octopus looking like character right um that so i'm assuming that they have some uh some fan fan yes going on it there. is a conne- it is connected actually because um they talk about it a little bit in the brewery itself and they have that awesome mural. I don't know if you recall, they have like a huge mural on the I've wall. I've sadly only been there like once. Yeah. And I've picked up beer from there in this time of, you know, duress a number of times, but I've only actually been into the tap room um, one time. So hope to go back soon, but um, they're pretty new. They opened in the 2015, actually in July, 2015, huh. uh, two guys, I think one of them had experience at two brothers. One of them had experience at goose Island and Gordon Biersch and decided to open up their own place. Um, and yeah, they started selling kegs to like 40 locations around the Chicagoland area. And now they've expanded to a large much larger distribution and they've got some really solid beers i think we've talked about hop butcher who brews from there as Mm -hmm. well in Mm -hmm. the past um they've got a pretty big facility in a industrial area just like a lot of the local breweries. yeah i know we've never really touched on that but it's amazing how many breweries happen to just fall into industrial areas i mean i would imagine it has to do with you know rent being cheap you know i'm curious though that's chicago land area thing or what because like i'm so used to it here that okay hey there's an address so it's got probably an industrial park like you know think about it like microphone that we've talked about um metal monkey most mm-hmm. of the ones in the su- south area hailstorm and sound growler and you know all of those are all in industrial parks skeleton yeah. key um you know it, so yeah. it's like just kind of 
that's what I expect a lot of times, but I have no idea if that's a Midwest thing, if that's a that's Chicago thing. That's so or interesting. I've never really well, thought about if it's a, if it's more of a local thing or if it's an everywhere thing. I mean, yeah. the breweries that I have been to outside of what you would call Chicago land, uh, mm-hmm. which is like Chicago and its suburbs, mm-hmm. um, I don't think any of them have ever been in an industrial area. No, I not mean, that I've been to. They're all in Wisconsin. They're all more. There's more land. Like a bar more. area. Yeah. Sure, right? a bar area or standalone just buildings, you know, more in a different area. But yeah, I don't. Yeah. They're not in industrial parks. But in yeah. the Chicagoland area, a lot of them are That's in pretty industrial commonplace. parks. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, they're huh. in Darien. <laughs> they've been around for about five years, and they've been brewing some solid beers, one of which we are uh, going to open now. Yeah. So this is Owlbear, and it's a breakfast stout. Uh, I poured mine a few minutes early because uh, I kind of wanted to start it drinking out. it, and I wanted to warm it up just a little bit. Yeah. Um, so it I poured it maybe a couple so minutes. Maple. I can. Yeah. It smells like pink. It smells like syrup. Like yeah. No, heavy definitely. maple, heavy coffee. If you don't like coffee or maple, you're probably not going to like Mm-mm. this. I happen to like both, and I, I really, really both. like it. Yeah. yeah, and it pours like a. It's like melted chocolate. I mean, it oh, is. Yeah. Dark brown, just like smooth and thick. And yeah, the maple smell is just fantastic. Yeah, it is. It smells. It smells like pancakes. Mm. Yeah. No, and I I love the owl bear. If you ever wondered what an owl and a bear together looked like, that's <laughs> right. What this is, but yeah, it's in a twelve ounce can. A lot of um, a lot of our beers are in sixteen ounces. Um, again, I don't know if that's a. I think that's more of a craft beer thing now. I don't think that's a local thing to us. I've seen a lot I don't of think so. beer groups that are a lot mostly 16, but this is a, a little bit smaller. It is thick for sure. So, you know, yeah. I don't know if I could actually drink a whole 16 ounce can by myself of this. Yeah, maybe. I, you know, especially with all these sweet flavors and then with the coffee kind of on the aftertaste a little bit there, you know, it's, it's a full serving, <laughs> if oh, you will. You know, there's yeah, there's a lot of places that have been putting out some pretty solid stouts lately. I think, you know, stout was kind of one of my last beer kind of types to get into, I feel like, because, okay. you know, I, I, I mean, I've only really been drinking beer for like five years now. Um, but, you know, I started on the lighter side and whatnot, and the, the, these stouts have been more kind of my thing lately. But this one, I've got to say, is definitely one of my favorites. Absolutely. I fell in love with this beer and it was like a, it was a total surprise. I don't want to say it was a surprise in the sense that I didn't expect Miskatonic to come out with something that would blow me away because they have a fantastic lineup and their brews are so interesting and unique. I mean, they're coming out with stuff that other breweries are not brewing. And, and that's why I maybe was surprised about this beer is because it's, it almost seems a tad more mainstream mm. for them to come out with a breakfast stout, which a lot of breweries have a very yeah, similar sure. stout in the lineup at some point over the span of a year. You know, yeah. if you adhere to the quote unquote stout season rules, you know, it's a <laughs> fall winter thing. But this beer yeah. came out, what, a month ago, a month Not and even, a half ago? Yeah, I mean, it Maybe? was relatively yeah. recently because you actually were the one that was like, hey, did you pick this up? You got to go get it. Um, yeah. And I essentially <laughs> went online and was like, 
I need I need to buy this. So I bought that and another beer from them. And I accidentally bought two of them. I know, I remember. And then you told the taproom manager emailed me and was like, did you really mean to buy two? And I was like, eh, no, but I'm going to sure. buy them anyways. So just, just we'll go with two. And I'm actually really glad that I did. Uh, and there's yeah. a couple of people that... um. You know, I've actually given a can here and there too, just to like kind of introduce them to these. I like to share the wealth of yeah. the craft yeah. beer, especially because if if I buy a four pack, I'm the only one in my house that drinks beer. Right. So like, I need to kind of I need to turn other people on to some of these beers. But um, I was actually happy that I did buy two because after I handed out a couple, I was like, I really like this. I know. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah. I, I want I want some to more to myself. So I ended up buying another four pack after I talked to you about it. Mm. We I we both really enjoyed it, my husband and I, and uh, I liked it so much. And then they released something else that is a favorite of my husband's. Mm. And I was like, well, if I'm going to go back. I might as well buy something else. I should buy some more owlbear. I mean, I'm already going. <laughs> you might as well. No, I totally get that. Yeah, I've been, somebody put on Facebook today, um, have you been drinking more or less? Or what's your alcohol consumption been during this, you know, this time? Uh -huh. Um and I actually, I don't feel like I've been drinking more, but I've been purchasing more. Yeah. So I'll see an interesting beer pop up on a local brewery's and page, and I'll be like, you know what? I want to try that, whether it's not today or next week or whatever. And sure. I've definitely been been buying more um, beer, and my husband was nice enough to buy me a uh, beer fridge as an early Mother's Day present, so I, I needed saw to that. fill it. So Ugh, I mean, you know, that's very, very beautiful, and right? what a thoughtful gift but for sure. <laughs> very, very thoughtful. Yes, he is. He is enabling. He is supporting my beer habit. Granted, I just bought him whiskey when I went to pick up uh, a beer today. So I mean, well, I'm supporting you know. his whiskey habit. Hey, so, you it's know, Father's Day is yeah. right around the corner right? too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, but anyways, all right. So during this, this time, um, what are our thoughts on, we thought we'd talk about screen time and children. Yeah. I mean, so the first thing I'll say is that, you know, kids are e-learning. So they're already sitting in front of either like a computer or a tablet or something like that part of the day anyway, mm -hmm. you know, to do this e-learning in that vein. I've gotten a little burned out by screen time because I have complaints about the e-learning system. Uh, <laughs> but that's not what this episode is about, so let's not we dwell on it. We have a whole other episode on that. But yeah, no, I get it. They yeah. are learning and they're progressing and they're doing pretty well. So in general, I don't have complaints about the e-learning situation. It's mm. just the app itself is a little bit user... Not, not user friendly. friendly. Let me yeah. put it that way. And I struggle with that a little bit because it makes them frustrated. And the yeah. last thing I want is for them not to want to do their work because they're frustrated about the act of doing it, you know? Yeah. So, for sure. but when it comes to screen time in general and in this time where we don't have anywhere to go and anything to do, <laughs> um, my take on it is that so my kids like to play video games like actual video games not okay. like minecraft and fortnite like real video games uh, okay. because i'm married to a gamer yeah, who's playing sure. video games with his friends right now online right. <laughs> uh and so i actually as a result i'm not much of a video gamer myself but i've seen the value in occasional video game playing you know you it promotes problem solving and dexterity and reading skills i mean my six-year-old 
is learning how to read by playing Zelda, you know, like, yeah, that's no, pretty fair. awesome. Yeah. No, Am I, I really I, supposed to turn it off half an hour in because he's <laughs> played for half an hour? Like, yeah, I don't, no, I I don't know. It. I mean, you know, there are times where we zone out on a rainy day and watch some TV and play some video games. And I don't really set a stopwatch for stuff no. like that. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I just don't really do it. If an hour of TV or video games allows me to sleep till eight on a weekend or uh, get something done in a different room without my kids fighting each other, I, yeah, I just let fair. that happen. You yeah. Know? That's fair. I, uh, you know, my kids are a little bit different. They're not, my husband's not a gamer at all. I mean, we've got a PS4 in the basement that's probably been collecting dust for like a year because, <laughs> you know, he's, he's more likely to go out and work on his bike or the truck or our car or mm -hmm. something or go out for a ride than he is to come down and, and play. Um, also, he doesn't really have a lot of friends that game, and he was never into games like your husband was. So it's right. just different types of games. Like, he'll play Call of Duty or, like, you know, NHL, whatever, but that's, like, the extent of it. So, right. um, so our kids aren't really into it. Our twins are suddenly into, like, um, the Mario Brothers game. So, like, Mario Party or Mario Kart or some of the Pokemon games and things like that. And there's they're actually going to be six on Saturday. Um, so, you know, we're, we're just kind of getting into some of that. And we do have like an hour time limit on um, the switch, okay. but we've definitely extended that. Then like my daughter has like dance games. And frankly, that's like physical activity when it's crappy right. outside because she's literally dancing around and cr like working up a sweat. So I'm kind of like, eh, I'm good with that. Like that counts as your PE for today when you don't have any. So well, sure, yeah. It just depends. And like, so my oldest, um, he doesn't play many games at all. He's autistic, um, which I've said a million times. Sorry, guys, <laughs> but just part of my everyday life. So, um, but so he is more likely to actually put on like a PBS Kids app or do like coloring but on the tablet mm -hmm. or things like that and I'm okay with that but I have noticed that any of my children if they have too much screen time in a day they are crabby as hell like yeah. so I I do like there's definitely they've had a lot of it they're doing all their schoolwork on computers they're doing you know everything even they're reading books with like Raz kids on their tablet like it's amazing how much is just on on a screen and then i question like should they really be staring at a screen for this much time either right. like i don't know are they all gonna need glasses when they're you know 12 because they've been staring at screens most of their you know developing life i, I have no idea um, that's fair that's reasonable yeah no. that's a reasonable concern and you're right i mean i've noticed that too behavior wise you know if we do have a day where it goes a little long where i feel like we've kind of pushed the limit a little bit mm -hmm. on TV or video games or just tablet activities. Yeah. Uh, you know, by the time dinner slash bedtime slash later in the evening rolls around, everybody seems a little on edge, a little tense, you know, like a witching hour type yeah. thing, yeah. you know? No, I totally so I get, get that. that. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that is true. I do think there's such a thing as doing things in moderation. I do think that like 
you know, obviously you can overdo it. Mm-hmm. And with you everything. Know, yeah. Yeah. I it's, just yeah. like I said, I don't set a stopwatch. I'm not watching the clock. I'm not like, oh man, it's been 25 minutes. You have five minutes to wrap yeah. up what you're doing. You know, like my kids, like I said, because they play what I call quote unquote real video games, yeah. I understand that occasionally they have to reach a point where they can save their game. Yeah, no, or I they're totally in the middle of something. And if I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, you need to wrap it up, and they're like, okay, I'm finishing this battle. I'll right. be done in a minute. I'm not going to just snatch it out of your like, hand. No, and pull the no, I totally the get that. Yeah. I also think that there are some parents or there are some people who will someday be parents that are like, I will never give my kid a tablet. I'm sorry. But in this day and age, especially in these times, they're kind of a necessary evil. Yeah. Like, I mean, didn't you post on Facebook is. about the switch, like right before Christmas or something mm-hmm. asking yeah, for input gave it to my twin boy for Christmas. Yeah. And you got some people that had like, a, yeah. oh, just oh, take him outside and this. let him read a book. And I yeah. was just like, yeah, okay. Dude, okay. He's five and a half, first of all. And I get that. But like, also, my other thing is like, do you not take your kids anywhere? Do you expect them to be in the car for six hours and like stare out the window? Because like we road trip, you know, right? or we get on a plane. Like we're flying on a plane. I mean, God willing, in October, and like you know, we're what? What do they do for five hours? Like, right come on now. There's some. There's there's a time and a place for tablets. And you know what? If they were in school right now it may be different because I would probably let not let them have it as much because if mm-hmm. they're out the door at eight o'clock in the morning, you know, up at seven at school till three home, like I'd probably give them, you know, a half hour, 45 minutes or whatever. But also I'd be like, all right, let's go outside. We have to do this. It's dinner time. It's bath time, whatever. But right, right now they have a lot more downtime because realistically, for kindergartners, their schooling is like 90 minutes. Right. So most of the rest of school time is like other things or group activities or library or art. And we just fit those things in as we can. But like, yeah, I'm working. They're home. Like they're by default getting a lot more screen time, which is fine. But yeah, I did get some people that were like, they don't need kids don't need you know, screen time, take them outside, do this, do that. And I'm like, first of all, do you have kids? Are you living under a rock? Or like, also mind your own damn business. Like, if I want my kids to be able to have a tablet for whatever, it's not like they're just free range. They can't download things without us, you know, knowing or whatever. It's not like it's totally unlocked and they can look at whatever they want. There are some restrictions. This isn't the Wild West, but (laughs) I definitely think it's a necessary evil. Um to have so for all you judgy people i don't care yeah well and and the thing about your facebook post not to kind of keep harping on it but like it wasn't like you said hey how do people feel about screen time i'm thinking about getting my kid a switch you were like how do people feel about the switch we're thinking about buying one and people were like read a book That wasn't my question. Like, yeah. And ironically, my twin boy is incredibly advanced for his age. He can practically read at a second grade level. He's reading chapter books. He's going to nice. turn six. Like, so he, he's fine. Like, he's, yeah. uh, he's not going to get education. He's like, going to be all right. He can string a sentence all together. Right. Like, we're good. Um, he can have some some Nintendo time, you know. So, but yeah. No, people people jump on whatever their uh, their opinion is and like to push that on everybody else. So if you want to let your kid have tablets, great. If you don't, fine. I don't know how you do it, but hey, more power to you. And, uh, you know, everything in moderation, I think. So. Agreed. Agreed. I think that's, right. you know, 
I think that we're on the same page on this one. I so. think most of us probably are. But I well, like you said, I mean, once you have a kid and you take them on an airplane, like you're an adult. What mm -hmm. do you do when you get on an airplane? You watch a movie on your phone or you Yeah, read, I read, read a, a book, book, but yeah, it's still like, a tablet. I still on my Kindle, like or I, you know, watch yeah, watch something I mean, I've downloaded. You are literally required to sit still for mm -hmm. two plus or minus hours based on wherever you're going. Like yeah. what else is a normal human being going to do? They're mm -hmm. going to open their laptop or yep. their phone or their Kindle or their tablet and they're going to do an activity on it. Yep, for the most for part, sure. that's what we all do on airplanes mm -hmm. now. Yeah, so, no, I agree. You know, when you're traveling with your kid and there's no scenery to stare at and there's no <laughs> stops planned and, yep. you know, I just... And I have a kid who gets sick if he reads in the car. So, like, oh, he's I... He's just like you. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't... Well, Mike does, too. And, like, oh, so I don't really encourage that. No, behavior. I don't want to clean that up. And Yeah. I mean, like, no. every once in a while, we used to get Pokemon cards. And I mm -hmm. used to let him, like, open them in the car on the way home. Yeah. And he would read, like, the third one. And then I would see him, like, wave back and forth oh, no. a little bit in his seat. <laughs> And you're like, oh, no. Nope, be nope. like, oh, man, uh, can you like uh, open a window or something? And I'd be like, put the cards down. Put the cards down really fast. Don't don't read anymore. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'd be rolling down all the windows in the car. Like, everybody calm down. Emergency, take some breaths. Everybody, yeah. All right. Deep breathing. Deep breathing exercises. Yeah. yeah no, he needs a tablet. <laughs> yeah. What am I supposed exactly. to do? Like, no, I agree. I agree. <laughs> so, all right. Well, go get Owlbear. Give it a shot. Definitely. Drink at the kitchen table while your kid's watching their tablet. I don't this care. Is, we'll, this we'll is a breakfast you. out. You it can is. drink this in the morning yeah, instead of pancakes. coffee. You have there my you permission. Yeah, I would do that, except this is my last one. Oh, I'm going to have no, to I think more. I have one more in my fridge. So mm. it might be my uh, my drink of choice tomorrow morning. I'm not working. So Well, they came out with a uh, barrel-aged milk stout the other day that Ooh. I was kind of eyeing. They also... Start. They also have cans of sanitizer now. Oh, cool! Yeah, that, that is they really got from, awesome. They got it from Church Street Brewing, Church which Street. I yep. thought I would give a little shout out to because they've been distributing it to a bunch of breweries in the suburbs. Um, and awesome. so yeah, Miskatonic had it on their on their list on their website. Uh, Very yesterday. Cool. That, so. That's really cool of them. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So. so all right. Well, check them out. Um, check us out. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and now Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to follow our episodes. Take care, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Bye.